Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. Affirmative action. Let's talk about it. My brother Breeze and I had a very in-depth conversation about this some months ago. The crazy part about it is I don't think either of us knew that it was used in the college ranks like it was not until the Supreme Court struck it down. When I was coming up um, late 70s, early 80s, I knew about it in regards of the workplace. I understood the purpose of affirmative action. The purpose of affirmative action was to give black folks a fair shot. To get our foot in the door. I got that. And I'm not sure if it is still on the books for the workplace, workforce. But I knew it had always existed for as long as I had been alive, pretty much. But as I grew older, as I became part of the workforce, as I became a leader in different jobs, managing and over hiring and firing, I became more critical of affirmative action because I understood its purpose, but I had gotten to a point where I didn't understand why it was still around. Surely we have gotten past that point as we have black CEOs, black business owners, black conglomerates, there is no longer a need for affirmative action. So believe me when I tell you that I was shocked and surprised that Ivy League schools had it on the books and were enforcing it. I have a two-pronged approach with this, or if you want to call it a two-pronged problem. One is, once something has outlived its usefulness, should it not be abolished? Should it not be discontinued? That weighs heavily for me in the realm of affirmative action. Breeze and I sat on the phone for at least an hour as we batted it around. Uh, Breeze being 10 years younger than me, but his life and world experience matches my age. It's, we, we thought about it. And like many things, that I believe that people, society, and the world needs to do as a whole, talk it out with somebody. Because as we talked it out, the answer presented itself. Because at the beginning of the conversation, Breeze and I were both very apprehensive about getting rid of affirmative action. Because it, it's, it has been discussed as one of those things on the Supreme Court chopping block for a while. And we just didn't know how we felt about it until we kept talking and talking. And I made an analogy that both of us agreed with. And that analogy is training wheels. When you are first learning to ride a bike, you do it with training wheels. Training wheels are put on a bicycle, rear wheel, that won't let you go too far left or too far right as you're learning how to balance yourself on your bicycle. Their job is to keep you straight, keep you on the upright. But as you get more comfortable, as you gain more experience and more knowledge on how to operate that bicycle, you take the training wheels off. That is affirmative action. I get it. I saw it. 
I'm sure that I was a victim of it a couple of times when I first started trying to work. But as companies and businesses were forced to hire more minorities and these companies and these businesses saw that their prejudgments, their unfounded biases were all proven false, they became more comfortable with hiring minorities. In that regard, there is no purpose for affirmative action any longer, especially in 2023. Now, the other problem I have with it is, as I thought about it after the conversation that Breeze and I had, it suddenly hit me and I am ashamed that it did not hit me sooner. And that is affirmative action at its core was using racial bias to overcome racial bias. And when said like that, you have to think that's a no win loop. Literally, it's a no win loop. So I'm going to use this bias to overcome this bias. So when that bias becomes the the top tier, it becomes the alpha. We got to have another bias to bring that back around instead of just saying hire the best person for the job. And if that company chooses to overlook best suited for skin tone, religion or ideology, so be it. Let them have it. But as I said, when I thought about it, using one bias to overcome another bias, that in itself lets you know that it was never built to be a long term solution. It never could be. It's a snake eating its tail. So there was no way that affirmative action could have ever been a long term solution for anything. Now, I'm going to reference you to one of the few YouTubers that I constantly watch because they constantly give a fair and unbiased perspective on many things, especially when it comes to anything involving the black community and black culture. That is Mr. Eric D. July, Young Ripper. I know this is probably against every YouTuber protocol known to mankind, but if anything, for my long term viewers, y'all know we run things our way here at Free Mind Thinkers. So below in the description, I am going to share a link to his video where he talks about this very thing. He goes more in depth into the issue, citing the exact moments when it started, the laws, how they started, and things of that nature. He does a very good job on that. I'm just giving a general overview about how I feel, how my brother feels, how we feel about affirmative action. It shouldn't be anywhere around. And just to steal a little bit of Eric's thunder here, he said something that I am going to agree with. I'm going to put it here for those people who don't want to go check out his vid. And that is, I don't mind if a business says I don't want to serve black people. I am cool with that. Thank you for letting me know exactly where you stand and how you feel. That way I know not to f*** with you. That way I know not to give you my business. That way I know to avoid you and go someplace else. That's fine with me. It's your business. Wondering how the f*** you want to. If you want to cut out the quote unquote black dollar, cool. You see how they work for all them buses in the, in the South during the um, bus boycott, right? Yeah, in case you didn't know, black folks recklessly spend money. That's a sad statement and I'll make a segment about that some other time. But if you don't want black people's money, if you don't want minorities in your shop, if you don't want anyone that isn't in your race to be a patron to your business, so be it. I appreciate you being honest and upfront with me because I don't want to give a dime to somebody that hates me. That's just the way that is. 
So affirmative action. Yeah, I understand its purpose. It fulfilled its need. I'm glad it's gone. Next. Y'all know me by now. Y'all know that I love good entertainment. Because in most entertainment, they have messages that are applicable throughout time. So let me hit y'all with this one. If you can make God bleed, then people will cease to believe in him. I have always found that to be very profound. Even when that movie dropped, even when Iron Man 2 dropped, I found that to be a very profound statement. Because when you look back, you can see how often that has been applied. They may not have put it in those terms, but it has been applied. And it is being applied right now. When I first started listening to citizen journalists, pop culture commentators on YouTube, there were many that believed no matter what egregious act legacy corporations or legacy media did, they would never go away. Most people believed that. Well, let me tell you something. I was alive and fiscally aware with the savings and loans crash back in the, I want to say, late 80s. I was fiscally aware then. I was working in the finance industry when the great housing debacle of the 2010s hit. I was here for that. People did not think those savings and loans bank would close. They did. And if it were not for the government, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, U.S. Insurance Group, I think that's their name. It's the largest insurance company in America. They would have fallen too, were it not, once again, as I said, for government assistance. Hell, even the big three car makers in America, Ford, Dodge, and GM, they were all on the ropes and had to get help from big daddy government. So seeing that, living through that, I have never believed that there is anything too big to fail. You see, the insurance company, AIG, the reason that the government could not let them fail, with them being the largest insurance holder in America, there were people that have had policies with them for decades that over that time had become uninsurable with anyone else. So they could not let them fall for the benefit of the nation. I accept that. I understand that. But the mother companies, make your bed, you lie in it. I say all that to say this now, going back to how this started with the quote, show people that God can bleed and they will cease to believe. Major corporations would be God in this example. The bleeding spot would be Bud Light. Once the silent majority had had enough and you took away the literal definition of blue collar in Bud Light, you stripped away the working man and woman's beer to go woke and pander to a superiorly insignificant amount of the people that may purchase your product over the vast majority. Not a great plan. When Bud Light did that, a legacy company in this nation, the silent majority stopped being silent. They were not just loud vocally, but they were loud where it counts with their money. They withheld it. They told Bud Light, enough. We took it in our entertainment. We took it in commercial advertising. We took it everywhere else. And now we can't even enjoy a simple f 
beer without it being shoved in our face. Enough. Enough. So they fought back against the gods, the legacy corporation, and it started to bleed. It made such an impact that the next company, Target, literally made the statement, we don't want to be another Bud Light. They started shutting down all their pride. Major companies that usually have their logos rainbow colored throughout the month of June took that down. People started fighting back. They saw that God could bleed. They stopped believing that these companies were too big to fail. Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch lost billions in market share as well as their number one ranking of the number one beer in America. Target lost billions of dollars. Why? People started fighting back. They saw that God, the legacy corporations, could bleed. Where else? Media. You know all these digital media outlets, all these internet journals that no matter what the f*** they were supposed to be covering, wanted to get political and ideological. Rolling Stone, digital media like Kotaku, BuzzFeed, all these other little digital media corporations started laying off and losing because people were fed up with their sh**. And they stopped going to these sites. They stopped listening. CNN, whoo! They got tired of the lies and the bull ideology they were pushing. MSNBC, I don't look for them to be around too much longer. Facebook, people are leaving in droves because they are tired of the bull. They're tired of the woke nonsense. They're tired of the illogical ideology. Bud Light was a catalyst. They saw that they, if they can bring down a beer company, well, we can bring down other industries, can't we? And it is effective and it is working. Even the almighty Disney Corporation is on all fours begging for some kind of attention, begging for people to spend money on them, begging for some kind of financial reprieve. They're trying to get their people back. But why? You have spent a ton of time calling more than half this nation ist and phobes. You have spent a majority of your time pandering to the 1%, whether that be ideologically or financially. Your major price is so high that the only people that can afford them are the, quote, whales. You've gone so far woke that people have just walked away from all your entertainment nonsense. And I mean all. Disney has become an IP black hole. That's where intellectual properties go to die. Disney as a company, ESPN, their sports entertainment, the worldwide leader is now leading thousands of its employees to the unemployment line. Even the big names. People are tired. And when you've lost the people, you've lost the power. You've lost the influence, you've lost the money, and you will bleed to death. So to all those that believed there's no way that these mega corporations can fall, I give to you the year 2023, where the people brought the titans to the ground. Next! Now this one, I'm going to try to make short and sweet. It's the third time I've had to discuss Phantom Racism. And why this time? Well, because 
we have two people that perpetuate the victimhood of blackness. The first one is Isaac Hayes III. This ass clown tweeted, So less than 24 hours after the Supreme Court ended affirmative action, four black women are either fired or stepped down in the diversity, equality, and inclusion space. When they don't have to include you, they won't. <sighs> so wh wh where do I start with this? First of all, Mr. Hayes, idiot, they struck down the affirmative action in colleges. I say again, they struck down affirmative action in colleges. That That's the... F <sighs> See, you are so... These people like him are so quick and so ready to become victims that they don't think before they f***ing speak. These were working jobs. They filled fraudulent f***ing roles. DEI roles were ah, diversity hires in the first place. Speaking of which, side note, isn't it amazing that affirmative action is set up to hire based on diversity, yet these people that were hired under affirmative action hate being called diversity hires? Let you know how absolutely asinine and hypocritical the, all that shit is. And most importantly, out of the four people that he's referencing, two of them stepped down slash were let go of one to two days before the Supreme Court decision. So your whole theory is shot to shit right there. When they don't have to include you, they won't. It's all about affirmative action. Number one, it only affects colleges, has nothing to do with these fake-ass jobs that they had. Number two, two of the four people that you mentioned were gone before the ruling. And if you know anything about Hollywood, it's a copycat-ass thing like the NFL. You see, times that got hard in Hollywood, they're looking to cut uh, salaries. And anytime with any business, dumbass Hayes, you start trimming the fat on shit you don't need. DEI heads were unnecessary. It's called an HR department. This was some to make them look good for the ESG community. But that ESG credit score can't compensate for that hard ass profit and real cash that they need. So what happened? They ass had to go. Bye, Felicia. Elon Musk set that example when he took over Twitter. That dude got rid of half the staff when he walked through the door. And Twitter has not slowed down. See, people like you, Mr. Hayes, y'all make it hard, hard, and harder for good, honest, hard-working black folks to not be seen as victims. That we're not walking around trying to claim victimhood and racism on everything. Dumbass like that makes good black people look real bad. Number two on this list. I, I don't know what to say about this dude. Stephen A. Smith. <sighs> Just... Just listen. I'll, I'll just just listen. But if we're going to be real about it. Let's deal with reality. This ain't the end. More is coming. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I could be next. Let me tell y'all something. Don't ever 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 in your life as a black person take anything for granted 
I told you before, when black folks, when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia. You didn't think black folks was going to be on the list too? That's always the case. And the one thing that I can tell you about Stephen A, this ain't 2009. I really didn't see it coming. My eyes are always wide open now. I'm never comfortable. I never take anything for granted and I never assume that I'm safe. And first takes number one and been number one for 11 and a half plus years. But never worry. I mean, never fear. My name might come up sometime in the near future for all I know. Others have been bought out. I'm, it's not beyond the realms of comprehension that I could be next. But if it happens, let me tell you what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't blame Disney. You shouldn't blame ESPN. So this dude is trying to say that racism played a part into ESPN losing money hand over fist and that's why folks are getting laid off? Nigga, please. He's talking about how he got his eyes wide open. He don't ever trust. Are you done? Are, are you done? Yeah, can I, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. I'm about to shit on this bitch right now. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because you don't even know what happened. Yo, Stephen A., you did notice that the overwhelming amount of people that were laid off from ESPN, big names included, was overwhelmingly white people, right? You did notice that, Stephen A.? You did peep that, right? Oh, but, it, but it's racism. You, you can't feel comfortable. They have you as the face of the company. Oh, but it's racism. You, you can't feel comfortable. Racism isn't the reason that you should never feel comfortable. It's the fact that you are working for someone else is the reason you should never feel comfortable. As long as somebody else can say when you can work and when you can't, you should never feel comfortable. So you trying to tell me that if a black person was running ESPN, you'd feel much more secure? Fuck no! So stall that b man. Go, go on with that fake ass racism bull And secondly, let's talk about the real thing that set me off. Don't blame ESPN. Don't blame Disney. What the hell are you talking about? Bruh, ESPN has been perpetuating that America is a racist ass trash nation for at least the last three years. So, and Disney itself has become so anti-family, you know, the thing that keeps the money in their coffers. They've become so anti-family that people quit f***ing with them. But no, no, don't blame Disney. Don't blame ESPN. Then who the f*** do we blame when y'all ain't making money? Good question. Do I blame you, Steven? Are you the reason the ESPN isn't making money? Or are you the reason that Disney stock is going to s***? It's on you then, right? Oh, I didn't think so. So shut the f*** up, man. Oh, and by the way, y'all, his bullshit stat talking about first take being number one. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> mm -mm. Try again. So, I, part three. This is phantom racism, part three. People who claim racism when the answer is normally much more simple and harder for them to swallow. For Mr. Hayes, it's the fact that folks 
got fired from a bull imaginary unnecessary job in the first place. And for Stephen A. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Shut all the way the fuck up until you reach the top of Shut Fuck Mountain where there are no more fuck ups to shut. Nothing you said made sense. I'm out. Well, that's it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Free Mind Thinkers. Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.